0: A glance at a job listing board and a little hard work could lead you to a career, MVP status, speaking opportunities, and even winning a hackathon. Our guest today shares her story. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and all you curious individuals that I always say with the utmost love and respect, welcome to or welcome back to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast where we bring you the latest tools, tips, and tradecraft to accelerate your career. My name is Chuck Tomasi, Senior Developer Advocate, and I am joined by the one and only posh programmer, Senior Developer Advocate, Lauren McManaman. How are you today, Lauren?
1: As always, I am doing
0: fantastic. How about you? Off to a good start, as always. It doesn't matter what time of day it is, I'm always off to a good start. So it's always time to start something. Now, in this episode, we have the pleasure of talking to one of our ServiceNow MVPs. She's also a senior technical consultant, Ms. Jessalyn Smith. How are you today?
2: Hello, Chuck and Lauren. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on.
0: We are stoked to have you. we long overdue, long overdue. Now, how long have you been an MVP?
2: Uh, this is my first year, so not that long.
0: All right. And I think your biggest advocate has been Gabby, Maria Gabriela Ochoa Perez-Wechter, who has been always out there going, oh, and, and, and include Jessalyn. or We're doing this with Jessalyn. Your name was always like right there with hers.
2: Yeah. She's one of my biggest influences. She's always pushing me to do stuff and like get out of my comfort zone. So thank you, Gabby.
0: <laughs> That's how we grow. That's how we grow. Well, speaking of growing... We always like to learn a little bit about our guests, so can you tell us
2: something about yourself? Yeah. So, uh, as we said earlier, I'm Jessalyn. I started doing ServiceNow work back in college, actually, in 2018. And then after I graduated, joined my team full-time as a junior. So, I've been kind of doing ServiceNow as like my only like, career path up to this point. Uh, but I do more than ServiceNow. I like to try new foods because uh, I'm a vegan, and then I really like BTS. They're my favorite band. So... <laughs>
0: But they're on vacation. Oh, well, actually, they're... Uh,
2: vacation. Yeah, that's one way of
1: saying <laughs> <laughs> Mandatory vacation. <laughs> so one question that we started debuting with Astrid, another one of our MVPs, was just kind of a, an icebreaker question of, tell us a time where you thought you might get fired for something you had done at work. Usually they revolve around the, you know, doing things on prod instead of dev, that realm of influence by accident. So do you happen to have one of those stories?
2: Um, I have kind of like a similar story, not necessarily like something I directly did, but it was kind of the result of lack of processes that kind of led us to this point. So I was in a one-on-one with my manager's manager one time. And the first thing this person said to me right out of the gate with this meeting was not to knock you and your coworkers' work, but I wouldn't have released that. And right away, yeah, right away, I'm like, oh, did I do something wrong here? In the moment, like that was kind of hard to go through, just like getting that kind of feedback on your work. But looking back at it now, it's definitely not directly my fault or anything. Like it really wasn't anyone's fault. It was just like lack of process, like We had no requirements around what we were supposed to be building, no acceptance criteria, no mock-ups. No, like reviews oh either.
1: Oh, my goodness. i that was a very similar project I had as one of my first big ServiceNow projects. It was the same thing of like, I royally, <laughs> royally fail, but but I will say it was probably because I didn't ask the right questions in the beginning. So there was no path to success.
2: You can't read mine. So yeah, there's definitely a learning thing, learning experience here where if you're ever given a task and there's not enough detail, just push back on it and ask the questions. Don't try to read someone's mine and build something and then they see it for the first time after it's released and they're like, oh yeah, we didn't actually want this want it to be built like this. Oh, oh, I get to quote Mr. Spock.
0: Insufficient facts always invite danger. There's my Star Trek reference for the day.
2: I was <laughs> <It's> like, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's short and easy to remember. Uh Jocelyn, I want to know what did you want to be when you grew up when you were a child?
2: Uh yeah. I, I think my first thing I thought of was a chef. And that's funny because I don't even like cooking now. <laughs> But-
1: oh. I was like, really? That's fascinating. Tell that us more about cooking. Yeah, no, I-, I hate
2: cooking. But growing up, like my dad and I have a lot of good memories cooking together. So I was like, yeah, Aww. maybe I'll try to be a chef. But definitely not doing anything remotely close to that today.
1: Well speaking of what you do today, another fun question that we it's actually a newer question that we're trying to trying out with our various guests, is there a specific type of thing that you listen to when you are developing in service now? We've had people answer about music or podcasts, but do you have a, a you, you mentioned your favorite artist, so possibly BTS?
2: <laughs> uh yeah, I'm, I'm music all the time spotify like bts i also like justin bieber um the new spotify like ai dj has me pretty nailed down as well
1: oh i haven't tried that out is it pretty good for
2: if you've been if your algorithm's like curated to like what you like listening to then i find it's like really accurate to showing you new music or just something that's already in your similar taste range i'll have to give that a try or like lo-fi music studying with like the lo-fi study girl (laughs) I do like that as well.
1: As she infinitely writes in her book.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're the second
0: person this week who's mentioned that. I got to get on that. Jess Liddell also heard from a little birdie that yesterday was your birthday. So happy birthday.
2: Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. That's really exciting. And finally, when you're not at work and when you're not doing ServiceNow stuff, what do you enjoy doing on your time off? For me, I'm a really big reader, actually. I like to read webtoons, which, if you're not familiar with them, is online webcomics. Dude, I've I've ripped through so many webtoons. I'm so excited she brought that up.
0: (laughs) Do you have a favorite?
2: True Beauty was like the first one I read, but I'm like reading. I have like 30 I'm subscribed to. Like every single day there's a new chapter out. So I'm always like reading consistently.
1: For those that don't know, it's like a comic app and it tricks you because you can do it all for free. But... If you buy coins, you can get additions earlier. And so it's this
2: vicious cycle of like, should I, I spend wait? money on coins. And the sad part is like you read a chapter in like five minutes and you have to wait a week for the next chapter. And if there's a cliffhanger. Yeah. If
1: I'm waiting a week sometimes, it's torturous. You got to just pay the coin. But you lose perspective on what a coin equals how many dollars. You're like, oh, I've got like 99 coins.
2: Coin inflation too, because it used to only be five coins. But now it's like seven coins for certain stories the economy man it'll get us
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a great scam <laughs> all right let's back up a little bit i want to know how did you get your start in service now
2: uh yeah that's it's okay yeah so that's kind of like a random chance of getting my start so i started back in college and i was going to school for computer science and then i was just randomly looking on the student job board and I saw a position for a JavaScript developer. It didn't even mention ServiceNow or anything. I was just like, okay, this looks kind of similar to what I want to be doing. So I'll apply for this. And then during like the whole process is when I found out we're actually going to be using the ServiceNow platform. And this was for my school's like IT department, specifically the IT service management team. Then they were the team in charge of like managing our whole school's ServiceNow instance. So... I worked that job for like a year until I graduated. And like during that time, it was kind of just basic student level work. So building a catalog item or just reading the documentation, stuff like that. And then my manager at that job was really cool. And he helped me kind of grow into what I am today. Is he a familiar face, perhaps? (laughs) I think he's pretty familiar in the community.
0: Oh, that manager. Yes. His initials are Earl Duque. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, Earl was my manager at that position. And he kind of helped me get the junior level position after I graduated. So we went from being manager student to coworkers. And that was kind of a fun little change in our relationship. Oh, that's so awesome.
1: I was gonna say it's amazing how small the ServiceNow world can be at times and like how people's yes. careers are just kind of like constellationed together, even over like many years. It's very cool.
0: Uh, how has it changed your career? How has how ServiceNow really impacted the way you're headed?
2: I feel like ServiceNow has like given me a career because before doing this, I wasn't like I haven't had any other experiences in a professional working environment or just any sort of salaried role. So I'm really thankful for ServiceNow kind of giving me a platform and just like a career where I feel like I can still grow and learn and meet a lot of new people and just challenge myself every day.
1: Is there a specific part of the platform that you, because it's it's grown so large as well,
2: is there a specific part of the platform that you find yourself gravitating towards? Uh, Yeah, for me, I am definitely gravitating towards the service portal. That was kind of like the first piece of the platform where I really fell in love. I really enjoy like front-end work and I like CSS. (laughs) I know it could be a pain, but I enjoy like working with CSS and getting to kind of like be more creative with the service portal, like the design and just like how things function and yeah, like everything service portals, like what what I prefer doing the most on the
0: platform. You and Sarah Tolson and those CSS conversations you must have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's fun.
0: Let's see grid layout or flex. Let's discuss.
1: <laughs> and you can finally communicate to Chuck what the difference is between margin and padding.
2: <laughs> hey, I, I hey, get hey. it mixed up still too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not the only one. <laughs> Do you have any interest in, you know, perhaps going to the next generation of UI builder, next experience in workspaces?
2: Definitely. That's definitely something I've been trying to focus more on, actually, because I'm waiting for that day when they're like, okay, we're going to all use this now instead of service portal, but that's way in the future. So I've been trying to especially learn custom components. That's been a plat- piece of the platform Ooh. I've been trying to dive into more because um, I feel like it's definitely like the most technically challenging thing to me that I've yeah. experienced up to this point. And I even did a knowledge session with Gabby this past K23 on custom components. So
0: in order to teach something, you got to know what you're talking about because you got to field those questions. And you're right, that that feels like for those that like to flex their code muscle, that's a good place to go as well. Uh, speaking of you know help and learning, where do you go when you run into questions or issues? Where do you go for help?
2: Uh, the first place I always check for help is the community. I feel like if you ever Google any any error message you run into, there's already a community post all about it, explaining how to fix something or what to do if you're stuck. And elsewhere, I also really like browsing the ServiceNow developer Slack, devs). The Next Experience channel in particular is like really active and everyone's always kind of talking about how to fix or how to like solve their own UI builder issue or anything of that sort.
1: Now, speaking of, you brought up that you had actually recently spoke at Knowledge. What was your overall experience doing that? Was it your first time? That was doing my so? first
2: time presenting in person. I did present last year for K twenty two, but I only did the online version, so it was definitely a lot different being in person in a room with everyone looking at you and listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True. But it was a nice warm up, right? You got the warm up at K22. So K23 was a breeze by the time you
2: got there. It was, right? Yeah, it was a gradual process. I, like, I was definitely like nervous at the start because we did something kind of very experimental with our session where we had an idea and we didn't even like fully build it out. We just wanted to see if we can kind of build a custom component to solve an, a cool problem. And the best part Mm -hmm. of that whole experience to me was afterwards, people would come up and be like, good job, or they would ask more questions. So it kind of showed me that people were engaged and they took something away from the session. So it felt like it was valuable for people.
1: I'm always happy to hear that. I've only been to a few software conferences, but ServiceNow stays very unique in that the overall vibe is like overwhelmingly positive to a point where it's somewhat surprising. So I'm glad that's that stays true even after the little bit of reprieve. Yeah, Andy Ho with would call COVID. that
0: a cult. <laughs> 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 it's it's, it's kind of yeah. like a religion when you get to this conference.
1: A nice cult. <laughs> a nice one.
0: <laughs> now you mentioned earlier you like to listen to BTS while you're doing your service now work. I also happen to know that you like to listen to karaoke <laughs> well, you're doing hackathons. Oh no. <laughs> I have to I have to explain that to the people who may not be familiar. At Knowledge 23, we had a CreatorCon hackathon and it was right next door to the karaoke. And I was included, Lauren did a song. There was there was all kinds of singing of all various qualities like you would expect from karaoke. And at one point, someone from the hackathon walked over. It was what? Maybe Ten meters away. Hey, can you turn that down a little bit?
1: <laughs> that was me. That was me. I was the ambassador from the from the hackathon of like, can we compromise? And
0: at and least then, turn then we down get to the home. end. And we because we went from like six to eight PM. I said, "This concludes our karaoke for this evening." And the entire hackathon erupted in applause.
2: <laughs> Oh yeah, I I remember I clapped so hard when it was over. <laughs> and they still you went for like another 4 hours or so? Oh yeah, my group we stayed up until the deadline, like the midnight deadline. We were there from beginning to end. Well, tell
0: us what you built and I believe there was some prizing involved.
2: Yeah, so my team and I decided to build an app so we did the app Engine studio category and we wanted to build an app to make it easier to manage spe- special events for city hall or like for town citizens like think organizing a parade or anything that oh, sure. used to be really yeah. manual like that being able to like automate that process and promote an event if you're an event organizer get it approved and even have routing involved like where you want your route to go around for the event so that's what we built and it was such a fun experience. I think the hackathon was the Despite the, part the karaoke of knowledge. <laughs> Despite the karaoke. Like, I remember at one point, I was looking to Chris, and we were saying, oh, man, how much longer is this, is this karaoke going to go on? <laughs> because it's just hard to think. We couldn't even, like, talk to each other because we can't hear over the great, Sorry. The great no. singing. Sorry. We
0: took that feedback to heart for next year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's certain prisons in the United States that utilize <laughs> loud music as a form of, like, deterring prisoners, wow. so I can't imagine.
0: <laughs> you're not encouraging people to join the hackathon next year, Lauren. <laughs> uh,
1: well, no, we're quelling their fears. We've learned our lesson.
2: It's just part of the vibe, honestly. Like, you're sitting there at a table for eight hours straight trying to get something together and then you just hear a bunch of music in the background and like the, the snacks were good like it was it was fun
1: on top of all the other things that you were doing at knowledge like you were present at the mvp dinner obviously you were leading a lab yourself and on top of all that winning the hackathon so those are all huge like accomplishments do you have a specific like highlight of your career so far that you would mentioned
2: Picking a highlight for me is kind of hard to do because I feel like I'm always reaching like a new peak. First, it was getting MVP and then being promoted to a senior level role and then, yeah, winning the hackathon. Like all of those things I didn't picture happening or like I never thought it was possible. So I'm really happy of like what if I... Like all this happened in the same year too. So I feel like it's definitely hard. (laughs) Like a lot's changed in one year and I think... Like I'm hoping like my highlight hasn't come yet. It'll just come in the future like when I keep growing and evolving hopefully
1: Heck yeah like and, and I'll use my quote of the day I'll be always sun in Philadelphia's Dennis saying uh, I haven't even begun to peak so <laughs> that's what you're trying to say <laughs>
0: Well, that's a great segue into the next question. As you look ahead, what are your career aspirations? Where do you think you're headed?
2: Um, yeah, for me, like I really want to actually get more involved on the user experience and kind of like design side of things. Mm-hmm. I really want to like learn more about best practices with uh, UI and UX and even like accessibility as well. I feel like all of that stuff really complements being a service portal developer. And I think it's just good to be well-rounded and like kind of knowing how to make sure something's accessible or something has like the best practice so people actually enjoy using what you're building. So so I, so I want to try to like shift more into that.
0: Like maybe a product manager role or something like that?
2: I don't know. Like I've had that talk before with my mentor about like product management. Cause I feel like the common path is going from like senior to then like some sort of manager. And I don't know if I see myself going there. So I'm still trying to figure it out.
0: Fair enough. It's a, it's a decision many of us have had in our careers.
1: One thing as well, obviously, as an MVP, uh, one question we always like to throw at our MVPs is what does being an MVP mean to you specifically?
2: Um, For me, an MVP means it's like my own proof of being able to do hard things. I think it's hard sharing your knowledge openly and just putting yourself out there. Like Mm -hmm. if you're worried about the feedback or just worried you're saying the wrong thing, if like your knowledge on a topic isn't like fully correct or something like that. So, for me like being able to kind of like overcome that and just like post it anyways just cuz you want to you're like really excited like want to share what you know about something, that's that's what like being an MVP for me means. <laughs>
1: I love that. that's a that's a fantastic attitude to have. One thing that you constantly see people referencing is don't let perfect be the enemy of done. And so many people do, right? They think I can't suggest mm-hmm. my opinion on this because I'm not, you know, a senior advisory, blah, blah blah. but that doesn't mean that your opinion or your insight isn't valid just because you're not the highest ranking person on earth in that subject matter. It's more than welcome to have a wide range of points of view, similar to what you suggested for um, the UI, right? Like you need to see it from a lot of different angles and the same goes for teaching others about topics
2: as well.
0: Uh, Jessalyn, we've got people entering the ServiceNow ecosystem all the time. What words of advice do you have for those that are new?
2: Uh, For me, my biggest piece of advice would be don't be afraid to ask questions. I kind of saw this a little bit when I was helping people that are like newer to the system, like either like one year of experience or helping an intern recently. Um, I feel like there's there's definitely a balance between wanting to be prepared, putting in your research before you ask a question because you don't want to waste someone's time or be afraid of wasting someone's time. Mm -hmm. And then also just having no idea where to start with a problem. If you're spending like 20 minutes and still have no idea how to where to even start or where to even look at, I think you should just ask the question.
0: Yeah, move on. <laughs> there's, there's better ways to spend your time than than just beating your head against the wall. Especially if you turn to somebody and they go, "Oh yeah, it's right here." You're just like, "Oh, I should have done that 20 minutes ago." So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, it, I feel
2: like yeah, just ask a question. Don't be afraid of like feeling like, "Oh, I'm gonna look dumb for asking this," or never. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: because you look dumber if you don't, and you waste a bunch of time and you don't get to the most effective answer anyway. Exactly. Good words of advice. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Jessalyn. Before we leave, can you let the listener know where they can find you? How to get in touch with you?
2: Yep. I am on LinkedIn at Jessalyn Smith. I'm also on SN Devs at Jessalyn. And uh, yeah, you can find me there.
0: (laughs) Good, good. Easy to find. I will have links for all of that in the show notes, as always, of course. Thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us today. And thank you, Lauren, for co-hosting. Thank you, Justin, for being here. Thank you. Don't forget, dear listener, that you can find all the other ServiceNow podcasts over at the community. ServiceNow.com slash community under the events menu. Why are podcasts under events? I don't know, but that's where they are. You can subscribe to this podcast and all the others for completely free wherever you find your popular podcasts to get them automatically delivered to you. Breakpoint is brought to you by ServiceNow. Executive producer is me and Lauren. And if you want to find out more about the ServiceNow developer program, head on over to developer.servicenow.com. Again, thank you so much for sharing with us today, Jessalyn.
2: Thank you so much. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information
1: on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening.